It's time for the 8-Minute Devotion. The 8-Minute Devotion is a daily message that fills you with hope and encouragement from the Word of God. Here's your host, Pastor Cameron Walcott. Well, hello, 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 and welcome back to the 8-Minute Devotion. So glad you have chosen to join us today here for our Monday episode. It's a brand new week on the podcast, and you are watching or listening, and uh, we are so glad that you have chosen to do that. You know, we do this podcast every single day, eight minutes of hope, eight minutes of life, eight minutes of encouragement from the Word of God, because we know there's no other source of absolute truth, absolute life, absolute goodness than the Word of God, and we are so blessed that God has given us his word. We are so blessed that we don't live in a time when God's word is hard to, to access, but we live in a time when it is when we can listen to God's word on podcast. We can read God's word on our devices. We have our hard copy Bibles. We are surrounded, inundated by the word of God. And let's not and let's make sure that we don't just uh, take these things for granted, but that we become students of the word of God, that we listen to the word of God, that we listen to good preaching, that we take advantage of this age that we live in. So we are doing a series on the book of Romans. And you know, Romans, we said, is the greatest of all letters. It was written, of course, by the Apostle Paul to the church in Rome. And there is so much truth. There are so many uh, nuggets of truth in this book. And really, our whole doctrine of salvation, our understanding of how God saved us, so much of it comes from what Paul wrote in this book of Romans, in this letter to the church at Rome. So that's why we're looking at it. That's why we're studying it. And as we said when we started this a couple weeks ago, we're breaking the book down into five main parts. And the first part takes up the first three chapters of Romans, and that is the wrath of God. Before we get to all the great news of salvation, the righteousness of God, the life of God, justification, all of these glorious truths, we need to realize that God has wrath towards sin, that there is God has anger towards sin, and that God does not just say, oh, sin's not a big deal, just I, I want you to follow me because then you'll be even more awesome and have a more awesome life. But yet God demands that we follow him, and God has wrath towards those who reject him. God has wrath towards sin. He is a righteous God, and he cannot just turn a blind eye towards sin. And that's been sort of what we've been looking at the last two weeks. We just have three more days that we're going to look at this topic, actually four days, I think, that we're going to look at this topic of God's wrath before we move on to his righteousness. And today, what we're going to talk about is this, all have sinned. Everyone has sinned, and thus God's wrath is against everyone. God's wrath is against all because all have sinned. You see, in his very nature, in the very core of who he is, God is inherently just. Therefore, he doesn't play favorites. Some people don't just get away with sin while other people are judged with, for sin. God doesn't just turn a blind eye when some people commit wickedness while judging other people who commit wickedness. Rather, God is perfectly just, and he measures all people according to his same standard of holiness. You see, all human judges, no matter how good a judge they are, no matter how good of a judge they strive to be, all human judges have some prejudice. All human judges have some partiality, but God 
has none because his ways are perfect. His ways are just. So then what state are we in? Where does that put us in relation to the wrath of God? Well, Romans 3.10 tells us this. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. You see, we've already established in previous weeks that God's wrath is against all unrighteousness. And now we find out in this verse that everyone is unrighteous. Therefore, God's wrath is against everyone. This scripture is actually a quote from the Old Testament, the book of Psalms, both in Psalm 14 and Psalm 53. uh, We hear that there is none righteous, no, not even one. And thus, if no one is righteous and God's wrath is against all unrighteousness, that means we are all recipients of the wrath of God. Romans 3.23 puts it this way, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Every single one of us have sinned. Every single human being who has ever been born, except for Christ, every other human being that has ever been born has sinned. Every single one of us has fallen short of the glory of God. We might think that we're good people, but we've all at one time or another lied or hidden the truth. We've all lusted. We've all placed other gods before the true God, and thus we are all facing the wrath of a holy and powerful and awesome God. We are all facing his wrath. There is no other way to look at it, friend. If you think, well, this doesn't apply to me because I've lived a good life. This doesn't apply to me because I've been to church since the time I was five. This doesn't apply to me. I was baptized. I raised my hands. It, It can't. It doesn't apply to me. Friend, You have sinned in the eyes of God, and thus you are subject to the wrath of God. And that applies to every single human being who has ever lived. Now, of course, as believers, we know the good news, that although we are subject to the wrath of God, when we put our faith in Jesus, we are covered. When we put our faith in Jesus, we are forgiven. When we put our faith in Jesus and walk with him, God's wrath towards us is forever gone. God does not have wrath towards his children. God does not have wrath against the born again. But before we see that, which is a glorious truth, we must face the fact that without Jesus, we would be utterly hopeless. No matter how many good things we've done, no matter how many bad things we've avoided, we have sinned, and God's wrath is against all sin. There is none righteous, no, not one. Now, that doesn't mean that there's no one who has become righteous. That doesn't mean that when God works in us and cleanses us through faith that we're not righteous, because at that point, we do become righteous. We do become righteous in Christ, and then Christ works in us so that our outworking, we can also have a righteous life. But in and of ourselves, before we know the Lord, this verse is saying there is none righteous, no, not one. The next verse is saying everyone has sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Friends, don't deceive yourself. You need Jesus. I need Jesus. We all need him because all of us have sinned on our own. Even when you're talking to others and you know they've lived a a good life, don't think they need the gospel any less than the worst sinner, than the worst drug addict, than the worst one in prison. We are all equally bankrupt. We are all equally subject to God's wrath if we do not turn and accept Christ. So share the gospel to everyone everywhere and make sure in your own life you're not trusting on your goodness. You are trusting in the finished work of Jesus. You're keeping your eyes on him. 
He is the only way to escape God's wrath. Thank you for listening. We'll be back tomorrow on the 8-Minute Devotion. Thank you for listening to the 8-Minute Devotion. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast wherever you listen to or watch it. And email us at the8minutedevotion at gmail.com with any questions or comments. May God bless you.